Shalom Ubracho, we are up to Yumadaf. Samach Zayin this year is dedicated Le'iloi Nishmas. Simcha Melech Ben Meir Leib. His Nishmas have a tremendous aliyah. We're picking up at the Mishnah at the bottom of Samach Vav, Omud Beis, where the Mishnah describes how they would walk the Sierra Mishdaleach to the cliff, where it was going to be pushed off. This cliff is called Tzoyk. The Chashva people of Yerushalayim would walk with him up until the first sukkah. There were ten sukkahs lined up along this bridge that they built from the Beis HaMikdash to Tzoyk. The entire distance was 90 ris. So there's a cheshbon of seven and a half mil between each sukkah, each one of these ten sukkahs. As the Ish'iti was walking the Seir past each sukkah, they would say to him, we have water and we have bread. And they would escort him all the way until Tzoyk. Except for the last sukkah, which would only escort him, each sukkah would escort him to the next sukkah, and the last sukkah would stop and wait and let him go alone up until the cliff itself. They would just watch from a distance, make sure he got things right. He would take the red string, divide it in two, put half of it onto the horns of the seir, the other half onto a rock. He would then push it backwards over the cliff, and on its way down, it would break up into many pieces by the time it was halfway down this cliff. Then he would go back and sit in the last sukkah until it got dark, until the end of Yom Kippur. And we have a machlekes. At what point would his begudim become tamei? Either from when he leaves Yerushalayim on this bridge, or if Shimon says, at the time when he actually pushes the seir off the cliff. We have a three-way machlekes. How many sukkahs there were along this bridge? Rabbi Meir says there were ten sukkahs within 12 mil, because you only have 2,000 amas to walk on Shabbos because of the trum. So they had 1,000 amas between each sukkah, so they would be able to be malavahim to the next one. Rabbi Yehuda says there was only 9 sukkahs in 10 mil, while Rabbi Yehuda says there were only 5 sukkahs within this 10 mil area, and they would make an Eruv Trumen, in between each sukkah so that they would have a 2,000 amma distance that they would be allowed to be malavahim with. Rabbi Yaisi says that, you know, my son Eliez, Elazar told me, uh, it's, it's sort of a joke, um, but it, it's true, not that they would do it, but they were technically able to have only two sukkahs within these 10 mil by setting up two Eruv Tchumim from either direction so that the people would walk 4,000 amas with him and then meet the other people coming from the other direction who had 4,000 amas. So this way we can have 8,000 amas between a sukkah and just have a different shift change in between. So our b'raisa uh, uh, that says that the last peop- the last sukkah wouldn't escort him all the way to the cliff is going like Rav Meir who says that they didn't make an Erev Tchumen so they couldn't walk him those last 2,000 amas. According to Yehuda and Yehuda, they would walk him all the way to the end. Now, why were they offering him food and drink? It's Yom Kippur. And the answer is that he never actually took them up on it. But I'm sure he was hungry. It was Yom Kippur. And knowing that you have food and bread, the Torah goes down into the psychology of a person and understands that just knowing that there's food available makes it easier to deal with the hunger. Now, regarding the thread, the Gemara asks, why not tie the entire thread on the, set, on the rock? Why divide it in two, put half on the horns, half on the rock? 
And the answer is that since the mitzvah is with the goat itself, with the seir, we'd be worried that he'd be all busy tying the, the string on the rock. It would turn white and then he would forget to actually push the goat off of the cliff. Okay, so put it all onto the horns of the goat, if that's what the mitzvah is. The only, and the Gemara says that's actually not a bad idea. The only problem is that, practically speaking, if the whole string goes down with the goat, you might not be able to spot the string on the mutilated goat. And now the Gemara says that originally they would tie this string on the door of the ulam outside, and everyone would watch. If it turned white, they'd be uh, jubilant. And if it wouldn't, they'd be very depressed and despondent. Um... This is Machlekes, and they were showing exactly what would be the problem with them being sad. Um, both are concerned that they're not going to finish the avoida. One is that if it turns white, then they're like, oh, the kapara is done, we don't need to finish the avoida. And the other uh, shita holds that if it doesn't turn white, they'll be so sad, and like, what's the point of doing the rest of the avoida? We're not going to get a kapara. Anyways, so they decided to put the string on the inside of the door of the ulam, but people went and, you know, snuck a, a peek, so everyone knew anyways. That's why they decided to tie it onto the goat himself. And the only person that was seeing whether it turned white was the Ishiti who actually pushed the seir off the cliff. And he would be able to see what happened to the half of the string left on the rock. Rav Nachum Papa says in the name of Rev, Rev Eliezer, 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 that originally they had it tied inside the ulam door. And when the seir was pushed over, they would be able to see that the string turned white and understand that their mitzvah had been complete. They know that the kapara was a success because the Pasuk says, Hashem will whiten our sins like snow. Now the Gemara asks an interesting question. The limbs of the seir at the bottom of the cliff, are they mutter bahana or are they usur bahana? So we have Machlikas Rav and Shmuel. One says it's mutter, one says it's asr. The one who says that it's mutter to have a hana from those limbs, he has the pasuk of bamidbar. The same way a desert is open, hefker area, so too these limbs are free for all. The one who says it's asr says, well, the pasuk says it's a gezeira, which sounds like it's very chamor and it's an intense situation and therefore it would be asr to use these limbs. Now, if you're going to say it's asr, why, why does the pasuk say bat, um, the lashon of midbar? which sounds like it's Hefker. That, Tana will say that the word Midbar is coming to teach us the Jerasha of the triple Midbar. The Torah says three times the word Midbar in the Sugya, and that is coming to tell us that in every Mishkan and Beis HaMikdash, we're going to bring the Seir Mishdalach. In Noivegevoin, Shiloh, and in the Beis Olamim. Now the Tana who says, that it's a mutter, what is he going to do with the Pasuk of Gezeira? It sounds pretty intense. That he uses for, uh, for the Brisa that learns that Gezeira teaches us that it has to be on an overhang. The cliff can't have a, a descending slope. The, the second Lushan in the Brisa learns that, that the word Gezeira teaches us that it has to be something which is cut out. A Lushan of cutting. Gazar. The third explanation for the word Gezerah in that Brisa is to warn us, don't think that this is some ridiculous command to go throw a goat off a cliff. It sounds nuts. The Pesach says, Ani Hashem. Hashem says, I am Gezer on you. You don't have the Rishus to think about it. Kind of like the Bar Aduma. Rava says, it makes sense 
to hold like the shita that says that the limbs of the goat are mutter because they're just going to be sitting at the bottom of a cliff. Someone could walk by and get hana from him. And his animal might eat the limbs of this dead goat. And that's a tremendous takala. No one cleans it up afterwards. So it makes sense that it would be mutter because why would the Torah send down a takala if it would be usher to eat? What is the lushan of Azazel? The seer is sent to Azazel. That's, that's the name of this cliff. So Azazel means Az Vikasha, jagged and harsh. Maybe I could find a cliff that is in an inhabited, civilized neighborhood. Nope. It says Bamidbar. It has to be out in the desert. How do I know it has to be a cliff? Gezeira. Bryce says elsewhere that Azazel means the harshest of mountains, based off a pasuk of Ves. Eliha Aretz Lekach. The baby Ishmael learns that Azazel is called such because it's mechaper on the Averis that were done by Uza and Izoel, which were two Malachi Hashchasa that came down and were over on Isurim of Znus back in Parshas Noyach. This Avoida is mechaper on those Averis. Next, the Gemara says from the Pasuk of Esmishpatayta'asu Devorim. There are certain mitzvahs that even if Hashem hadn't told us about them, hadn't commanded us to do, it would make sense to do them. What are these obvious mitzvahs? Averos, Avodizara, number one, Gilu Arayas, number two, Shveh Chazdamim, number three, theft and cursing Hashem, Berchas Hashem. Why does it say Chukai Say Tishmairu? These are the things that the Satan are going to be coming after you. And then he's going to say, why does this make sense? What are you doing this for? What's that? Achilas Chazer eating pig? Wearing shatnis, chalitza, yibum, the tahara of a metzera, and this erem These are all things that the satan will get into our heads and say, this doesn't make any sense. What's the Torah telling you to do? Maybe you'll say it's something silly. That's what the Pesach says. Ani Hashem, Ani Hashem. I am Hashem. This is what I said to do. Don't think about it. Do it because I said so. That's it. Now, at what point would the ish itis clothing become tamei? The person's begotten got Tome, the person who was actually walking the goat, but not the people who were escorting the guy who was walking the goat. I would think maybe as soon as he left Azara becomes Tome. No, it says Hameshaleach. He has to have done his Shlichus. So maybe he's not Tome until he actually gets to the cliff. No, the Pazak adds the letter Vav, the Hameshaleach, which tells me it's not quite before he gets to, it's not quite until he gets to Taik. So it's somewhere between leaving Azara and Taik. So at what point? So we have three different shittas. Number one, as soon as he leaves the walls of Yerushalayim. Number two, when he gets to Azazel. Number three, he's only considered the Mishaleach once he actually pushes the goat off the cliff. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for learning with me.